What's up and welcome to yet another episode of the H&M Trucking Podcast. So happy to have you here with us. I am your host, Marcus, as always. And uh, don't forget, you got to follow us on our uh, H&M Trucking social media pages. That's where you're going to find all the information about what's coming up in the podcast. And we got a doozy for you today. Let's talk about hours in the day, all right? There's only 24 of them. Uh, that's not many. Uh, most of us spend about 40 of them per week working. Uh, a lot of you truckers out there spend closer to 70, according to what I've heard. So how do you manage your hours? Obviously, not every single time that you're stopped do you have the hours to move your truck or to get to where you want to be or need to be. Maybe you're stuck at a receiver and they're just wasting your time. Maybe uh, there was an accident and you sat in your truck in traffic. There are so many different things that can happen out there that will eat up your hours. And uh, because of that, actually, it was when I was at H&M talking to Vice President Dale Cook about personal management of hours. He really made me realize that we should have an episode about managing your hours and about how you can be straightforward with your hours and how you should log your hours so that even if you do get checked, it's not going to be an issue. We're not doing anything illegal. We're not breaking the law here. We're staying within the confines of the rules, but there are ways that you can move around truck drivers uh, without going over or uh, or getting fined or, or any of the things that come along with doing things that you shouldn't do. So I got a great episode lined up today. We're going to talk to Shelly Bridger. She is, uh, from what I understand, the hours queen. That was according to Steve Wallahoski. So if he's wrong, uh, that's just one more reason that I got to have Steve back on here and, and hash that out. But I doubt it. We've had Shelly on before. She actually joined us with her husband, Stan, uh, back in an episode of Unplugged OTR, where they told their love story. It was a Valentine's Day episode, and it was awesome. So I can't wait to have Shelly back on again. I told you I was talking to Dale. Dale is going to come on and chat with us as well. We're also going to hear from Deanna just around the corner. It's a jam-packed episode today, which is good because we're going to slam it all into an hour while we teach you how to make the best out of your hour. Hit the music. From Omaha, Nebraska, to whatever lane you're driving, this is the H&M Trucking Podcast with your host, Marcus Bridges. Now, when I was in the Midwest for a week, uh, there were certain things that I missed. And one thing that I missed was getting to talk to you, Deanna. And thank you for joining us from Driver Advocacy. You were one of a couple of people that reached out to me and told me like, hey, I don't know. What, what did you say? I don't know if it's um, cabin fever or, or Stockholm syndrome or something like that. Yeah. But I missed the podcast this week. I told you, you're going to be a regular before you know it. That happened. Now it's me. Now I'm seeping into your blood. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like a little Beauty and the Beast. You know, you got the beard going. You know, I have the <laughs> long hair going, the bell thing. So maybe it is Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. But I <laughs> I like the podcast. It's something that I look forward to every week. So I'm honored to be here again. Well, we definitely look forward to having you. And, um, you know, your, your position is so unique in that you have this this uh, connection with the drivers that nobody else really has. And and when I say the drivers, I mean, like, I, I, I want to say all of them, but I hesitate to ever say all. 
a lot of them. You you cut a, cut a wide swath through the uh, the people that drive through H and M. You get to talk to them a lot, and we're gonna kind of beef up your segment here a little bit with like a tip of the week or something like that. Basically, if if you've told a driver something or if a driver has offered you something that seems that it could maybe, you know, kind of branch across the company and 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 affect more than just one person, that's kind of what we're looking for here. Um, I feel like what you do for the drivers is such a good thing that there's always going to be a lot for you to talk about here. And it might be hard for you to just pick one thing. But for this week, starting out, and trust me, we're going to dress this segment up a lot, Deanna. I've got Mike on it. We're going to make you sound effects. We're going to make all sorts of fun stuff for this. So it's going to be primo by the time we get it uh, flossed out. But for this week, could you offer me a tip of the week, something that maybe a driver offered you or you offered a driver that you feel like would help some other people that might be listening? Of course. Yeah. So I think one thing that came up um this week just with you know anxieties high with the safety checks and drivers you know having to pull off and like the wait stations and making sure they're vigilant with checking their trucks and um kind of doing a walkthrough um with the inspections this week i got one piece of advice from a driver he had just recently gotten pulled over for this said check and he said that officers don't need any reason to pull you over as a commercial driver. They can pull you over for any or no reason at all and ask to look at your truck and make sure that it is complying, especially in certain states. He was saying that, you know, I think when you get pulled over, your initial your initial reaction is, officer, you know, like, why'd you pull me over? You know, like, why? I, I why? believe the line is, what seems to be the problem, officer? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's like your go-to. And so as a commercial driver, you don't have that go-to because they could literally just be pulling you over and saying, hey, we're doing a routine check. It's not that you initially did anything wrong, but we want to check so-and-so, or we want to check your trailer. We want to check your lights. We, I mean, they don't need a reason to pull you over. Right. So that that same phrase doesn't really work. As for a four wheeler like you and I, we're like, okay, officer, you know, what I do, are you okay? Like, you know, the the same spiel doesn't work for a commercial driver. So that's one tip I got from them, and I didn't know that myself. I didn't know that they had could have any reason at all to pull a commercial driver over. I thought it was similar to like four wheelers, where like if you're speeding or like your tail lights out or your whatever it have be. I didn't know that. So that's a good tip for, I guess, people that don't know. Yeah, it's a great tip. And it is funny, the entitlement that we as four-wheelers get (laughs) when a cop pulls us over, an officer of the law, a person who, who literally gets paid to uphold the law, and we look at him like, the hell do you want from me? I right. very clearly, I, I as, as proven by this license <laughs> here, I did nothing wrong. But yeah, it's, I mean, it makes sense because there's so many other little things that the drivers have to have logs and everything like that. All the safety checks stuff, uh, you know, weights got to be on. So it, it, I guess it makes sense, but it sucks. It's one more thing that I feel like I could kind of, you know, be a negative for the driver's day if you just pass by a cop and he's bored he's just got done eating a bag of cheese doodles and he's like well might as well go give this guy a little bit of guff but all that said if you follow uh you know your standard operating procedures as far as your walk around is in your safety checks and and keep good logs and everything like that 
it's probably nice as a driver to know that, yeah, that's out there, but hey, I'm prepared. He's not going to find anything here. I'm just going to be gone again. But I, I, I look at this from both sides of the coin. Giant waste of time. If you are totally good and there's nothing that they can get you on, you've just ate up however long it takes that cop to come and, and you know, assess the vehicle. So I don't know. I, have you ever like, what's the biggest ticket you've got? You're restoring a super B. So I imagine you have a little <laughs> bit of a lead foot, Deanna. I don't, I just, Oh, okay. tell me about it. Cause you've got this look on your face. Like you don't want to tell me about it. I plead the fifth. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, my first car was a 2000 uh, Pontiac Firebird. So Ooh. it was very sporty. It was all black. I love that car. I still see them on the road. And I'm like, oh. So I got caught doing a 55 in a school zoom. Okay. And I yeah, had to use happen. my prayer for judgment. So yeah. <laughs> but I was a teenager. I was still in high school. I had in my in my defense, I had just gotten the vehicle, so I didn't know it as well as like uh, like I used to drive like a old GMC blade or a yeah, Blazer, Chevy Blazer. Blazer. Yeah. So like it was a little, it wasn't as speedy. So I had just gotten the vehicle for my 16th birthday and I got pulled over in the school zone. I was like, no, I just got my car. I'm sorry, please. <laughs> Luckily, the the cop did not, did not, he didn't care if I was crying. It didn't work that way. They normally he, don't. I've yeah, tried it. They, he was they very, look at me like, really funny when I cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're like, what is wrong with this dude? <laughs> but yeah, so I, yeah, that was a that was a lesson learned. To to be truthful, that was a lesson learned. The Firebird, it's tough though. I mean, I you know this wasn't a Firebird, but my buddy had like a mid '80s uh, Trans Am back in the day, the T top, you know, with I love Trans Ams. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're amazing. I was about the same age, maybe 16, 17, growing up, you know, out here in the in the very rural Pacific Northwest, and I remember. The, what he said to me when he handed me the keys the first time I ever went to drive it, we we're on a dirt road. He hands me the keys and he's, this guy's a little bit older than me. And he looks over and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, Hey, you got to talk sweet to her or she'll kill you. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember so true. I dropped, I dropped that thing into gear and, and dropped the clutch on it. And the back end just spun all the way around. Cause we were in dirt. So it was like, I had no traction and you know, I'm, very wide-eyed young kid at this time like what did i just do and he's like i told you talk sweet to her and uh i learned my lesson there those those things are quick and they like to go fast they're a very fun car to drive oh my gosh um, so i fun. imagine that uh it's it's a lot like the super b it's like when you get in it you kind of need to go fast like it's not it, i don't have control over it it's the car yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not the driver. It has nothing to do with the driver. And I, no, I'm right. just kidding. I, I definitely have a lead foot. I grew up that way. My dad always got pulled over and was able to talk his and charm his way out of it. But I wasn't ever too lucky because I'm just like crying. I'm like, please forgive me, please. I'm sorry. And it doesn't work. <laughs> but yeah, so definitely grew up with hot rods. My husband actually had a um, SS Camaro. And boy, did we get into trouble with that. Man, oh man, we have like uh, now you're speaking my language. Oh man, he, um, yeah, it was it was white with a black hood and had the track package so you could go around the corner and like 50 miles an hour and not even feel like you're going that fast in a corner. Yeah, we got caught one time, which he was he was very young too. Um, he's going 160, well, 70. 
and that was probably only because that's as high as the radar gun went. Yeah, I'm sure he clipped one sixty. It just didn't have luckily, it. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, it was an undercover cop. He didn't have his uniform on, and so he just he was like in sweats, like he had just gotten off duty, and they wow. let him go. And I was like, "You are so lucky!" Like we would have gone to jail if he would have been in uniform. Like you know, a lot of times, like if they're going off duty they won't he was like i'm letting you go but this is a huge warning slow down yeah. and we were like i'll impound yes, that car and take you to jail for the rest of your teenage <laughs> yeah. life like he, that's like, wow scared the crap out of us you like he made sure we didn't drive off without you know the like the deer in the headlights like you said like whew, that that could have been so bad but um well yeah i'm glad to know that we're kindred spirits in the lead foot department Absolutely. uh if, if you're out there driving your truck right now and listening to this, I'm I know that some of you probably do have the lead foot. I'm sorry that you can't uh, have as much fun as as Deanna and her husband in the Super Sport Camaro or in the Firebird. But be safe out there and remember, they don't need a reason to pull you over. They can just pull you over. Um, if you're having a bad day, they're having a bad day. That could end up a little contentious. So just remember. Um, there's the one story I told way back during unplugged OTR. The very first time I got pulled over, I was doing 78 in a 65 and the officer said, listen, since you're being so polite and honest with me today, I'm going to let you go. And that was a a life lesson that I learned right then and there. I had no excuse. I wasn't going to try to come up with a lie. I was calling him, sir. I was apologetic and he let me go and it can happen. Those guys are out there. Uh, you don't find them very often. But they're out there and your husband has proof as well as I do. Yes, yes. I mean, I think niceness gets you very, very far, especially when you never know what kind of day they've had. If they've, you know, pulled over somebody and got cussed out or you never know. You never know. And I think niceness always you always get, you know, flies with honey instead of vinegar. So that's that's true. Be sweet. Be sweet. What great advice coming from Deanna with driver advocacy. And I'm telling you, she's full of it, Uh, full of driver advocacy. That sounded kind of weird. I'm like, she's full of it. No, (laughs) full of good advice. That's what I meant to say there. Hit your hours real quick for them. Let them know when you're working. Well, I'm kind of full of it, too. So, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) um, So my hours are Eastern time. So I'm I'm here uh, Monday through Friday, 10 to 6 p.m. And then I work on Sunday, three hours, um, three to six. So call me up. I'm here. There it is. It's that simple. Deanna with Driver Advocacy. Thanks again for being here. Thank you. Right now on the H&M Trucking Podcast is one of my favorite segments. I only get to do it once every month, and last month I missed it because of travel plans. So to be honest, if I've sounded a little on edge, there's a reason. It's because we haven't spoken to my favorite HR manager in the world, Miss Eve Essery, Mrs. Eve Essery, I apologize. Thank you so much for joining us today, Eve. Hey, Marcus. How are you? I'm doing as good as can be expected, and I appreciate you asking. How's everything over there in Omaha? Good. You know, I'm actually, I'm feeling a little bit crummy lately, but I think it's just, you know, weather and all of that. Um, How's the jet lag? Are you recovered from your recent travels? Finally, yes. Uh, There was a couple of days there where it was a bit hairy. I was awake at 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning with nothing to do other than watch my wife and my dog sleep peacefully while I wished that I could. But I I think you get past that after two or three days, you know? 
You know, that's actually my favorite time is that early morning stuff. So I'm a 5 a.m. up in Adam kind of person myself. And I actually like that time because there's there's nobody that needs anything. I can get some stuff done. It's my time. I can watch whatever I want on TV without anybody bothering me. Nobody's momming me for stuff. So I think that's some quality time. You know, and, and this is we'll get to this a little bit later, but this is why I'm going to have you maybe prioritize a bit of my day for me, because you sound like you have everything together, all your ducks in a row. Uh, for me, it's a little bit like living in a tornado. So we'll get to that because we are talking about managing hours today. Um, but first and foremost, I want to get to the most important thing that we do right off the top, which is uh, announcements, birthdays, anniversaries, milestones, all that good stuff. You bring it to us once a month inform me who are we who are we talking about today so i have a couple of, of big anniversaries um one is mark meeks um he's our breakdown specialist guy over at, at our gomez um shop a lot of drivers have probably talked to him um over the years as he's over there he wasn't a mechanic in the shop and now he's doing breakdown um and it was his 10-year anniversary um this last weekend so um wow. big shout out to him for 10 years yeah um we appreciate him and he does a really great job over there 10 years is a long time to stay anywhere. So congratulations yeah, to him. For sure. for sure. And then also Tony Triola is getting ready to celebrate five years um, next week with H&M. And um, so we also really appreciate him. He actually has been doing some favors for us. We had a truck that had gotten left in Pennsylvania. We had to have somebody go pick it up and bring it back. The, the driver was just not able to drive anymore that had that truck. So he had to go get it and bring it. So he's he's been doing us some favors too. So we appreciate him and we appreciate the extra work that he's putting in for H&M. Five years of favors. Big ups to Tony. Thank you, Tony, yeah. for five years of, uh, of wonderful service. What else? So those are the those are the big announcements. The other thing I have is we have some some new folks joining us in the office. So I just wanted to kind of nice. give a little introduction um, to them on the platform here. So um, we have a new guy in our safety department. His name is Cody Damaris. So you all know John Whitsky left, and now we have Dean as the big guy in charge over there in safety. And um, so Cody has kind of taken over Dean's role. Um, and uh, he started last week. He's doing really well, picking up really quick. So that'll be fun to get to know him a little bit more as we roll through here. Absolutely. Uh, welcome to the batting order, Cody. If sad you missed me when I was there. Uh, really, really should have figured out how to get you to meet me because I don't know if Eve's told you this, but I am special. And um, we'll get to that in a moment. Yes, special. Um, let's move <laughs> on. So we have Sherry. Um, she is joining us in the shop office over there. So she's working with Janie and Leslie doing work orders and helping the mechanics, keeping them on track and getting all the paperwork done for them. And um, so she's new to us. Excited to have her. And then last but not least, we have Lacey Jones, who's going to be a hopper dispatcher got some transportation experience under our belt. I think she's going to be a great asset over there and, and be able to really jump in and get some stuff done. So welcome to all of them. Yeah. Welcome to the team and uh, a great team it is. And now I can actually say that with real world experience, yeah. because uh, as we already touched on a little bit in the beginning here, I did get to stand in the exact same room as you, Eve, uh, uh, just recently. And by the time this episode drops, I think it'll be about two weeks since I was there in Omaha. I uh, got to spend three days at the H&M office. I, first and foremost, and I said this right to James's face, the president himself, what an amazing culture that you guys get to work within there at H&M. 
I I don't think I've ever gone into an office setting and seen like a happier group of people, uh, more upbeat and and seemingly excited to do their jobs. That's got to make the day go by a little quicker with the relationships that you guys are able to foster with one another there. Yeah, it does. We actually it's crazy because we actually all like each other. So, you know, (laughs) we may give each other, you know, some crap and pick on each other and poke each other and, you know, whatever. But um it's, it's really a fun place to be and it's really a fun place to work. So I really appreciate that about it. We spend so much time there, you know, with the folks that we work with that we don't get to spend at home. So it makes it a le- little bit easier to be away from home when you have a really good crew like that that you can hang out with. Yeah, I bet. And and I really felt it. I mean, you guys welcomed me with open arms um, and I felt like I'd been a part of the team for a while because I kind of got kicked right into the deep end of that picking on me pool. And I love that. That's where I'm the most comfortable. Uh, so it, it was very cool. You you and I actually got to share two meals. I mean, we we did some pretty extensive uh, meeting when we were there when I was there. You've seen me on screen a lot. You've talked to me in the audio format and over the phone. But I have to ask were your first impressions of me accurate at all? Was I was I shorter, taller, uh, louder? Maybe was the beard better or worse than advertised? These things I know they got to clip through your head that first time I walk in, right? So the first thing is you actually were probably quieter, and I think that was probably because of the whole missed flight getting in um, that morning and not enough sleep. I you were actually pretty quiet um, compared to what I was expecting. I was expecting Marcus to just burst in the door with all of the um, personality, but you were, you were pretty low key the first day. So it took the second day before the real Marcus got to show up. So yeah, three hours of sleep. Marcus is a different animal. I'll tell you that much. And especially when that three hours comes on a red eye flight to Chicago, it wasn't at my best, but I appreciate you putting up with that. Yeah, you know, um, instead, we just got to make more fun of Grant, so. Which, yeah, that's something that everybody gets to take part in, right? Right. That's always fun. Uh, yeah, me, me and Grant, uh, we're, we're travel buddies there. And, uh, yeah, he, you can tell that Grant is familiar in the office because he doesn't even get through the door before somebody just tells him to leave. Uh, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, uh, once again, thank you for having me and, uh, and thank you also for supporting the podcast in the way that you do. You have been instrumental in this podcast being what it is today and going forward. Uh, so thank you for everything that you've already done. And thank you in advance for everything that you will do. Um, whether or not everybody that's listening realizes it, Eve is a huge asset to the podcast. I'm in her ear all the time, possibly too much. Um, so it, it's it's great to have someone like you that, uh, that I can trust and I know will uh, set me up with the people I need to talk to. So, so big ups to Eve today. Gosh, wow. I feel like... You know, this is like my my pep talk. Like, where, where are we gonna? Is there a shoe that we're gonna drop here or something? Like, I don't know. It's, yep. You know, yep. Little, there is. All right. All right. You have a you have a new uh, a new I guess task at work today, Eve, because we're talking about managing hours, and I have taken a little bit of my schedule and put it on paper here because I want to see if you can help me prioritize it, or maybe just give me some advice on how I go through my day because. To be honest with you, sometimes it's a little bit chaotic. Like I said, it's like living in a tornado. But I wrote down some priorities. I want to get your thoughts on them, okay? Okay, I'm ready. Because I I do have some experience in this, and I say that because I kind of um, compare my job to herding cats. 
Have you ever tried to herd cats oh. before? It's a lot like I, that. I haven't chickens once, but not yeah. cats. And I, I, I hear they're about the same. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to herding all my cats because they're all over the place, Eve. Um, my, my priorities, I, I lined out seven things in my day that I kind of try to keep like as an overarching theme. So, of course, priority number one is recording podcast segments. Um, no more than one hour on that, though. I'm not trying to work all day or anything. I mean, I work from home, so, you know, it's just me and the corgis here. So, uh, priority number two is my daily sleep meditation, is what I call that. That's where I attempt to meditate, and within 15 or 20 minutes, I fall asleep. Normally take about a three, three and a half hour nap. Nothing crazy. Priority number three, I, I call it holding the couch down. I'm really worried this thing's going to fly away. And so I like to sit on my couch for at least four hours a day to make sure that the gravity doesn't just take it and spin it up into the sky. Priority number four, eating food five times daily-ish can reach up to at least seven. I mean, optional additions for snacking and mood elevation, those types of things, you know, just a, a, a finger in the peanut butter jar. Priority number five is my beauty routine. Two to three hours minimum of beard maintenance daily. This is a chore to keep on my face, okay? I work on it very hard, which leads me to priority number six, which is my hot girl walk. Um, exercise is very important. My neighbors need to know I'm doing it, uh, so I'll be dressed very snazzy, loudly talking on speakerphone and trying to negotiate walking to corgis. It's a big part of my day. That is a 12-hour day, leaving me with uh, priority number seven, which is at least 12 hours for sleep, self-care, me time. Um, so what do you think? That's, that's like a day in the life of Marcus. How is your, is your mind spinning up with some ideas on how to maybe make me more efficient? You know, it's interesting. Your routine is a much like my 17-year-old son's. Ouch, but cool. <laughs> I feel young again. Yeah, if you added playing some video games in there, and uh, unless that's the self-care that you're talking about, then because then you two could be the same. We could. OK, yeah. I see. I, yeah. I do kind of put the video game time into self-care and me time. Yeah. Sometimes it can work its way into holding the couch down because a lot of times that self-care and me time is just me staring in the mirror, just going through affirmations. You're good mm -hmm. enough. You're strong enough. Gosh, dang it. People Gosh. like you, that type of thing. Yes. Do you stand in front of the mirror and flex too? Because that also is part of his routine. So I, I, I do understand this where you're coming from here. I've seen it. Back when I was a little more chiseled out of stone, I would have flexed in the mirror. Now I'm kind of more chiseled out of gummy bears and, and, uh -huh. you know, fruit candies, those types of things. So yeah. not much flexing anymore, okay. but, and it's really hard to flex a beard. I mean, you could add that in. Okay. I'll get that. Um, <laughs> so just for tips, but you know, I mean, it feels like that is a pretty full day. One thing, you know, you might want to work on is, you know, because I know, you know, your wife is, is working too and, and all of that, you know, I, maybe you should make some dinner for her and, um, that's, you know, that's a good idea. run her a nice bath, take care of her a little bit. I think that should be um, in there as well in that priorities. And that should be towards the top. Okay. Towards the top. Because happy wife, happy life. You're telling me. I'm going to put some wings on the smoker tonight. She loves okay. a good smoked hot wing. Perfect. Uh, we'll, we'll do a little hot. We'll do a little sweet and spicy as well. So, and then, you know what? They just put these bath bombs on sale at my local grocery store because you brought it up. Bath and I'm telling bombs her this. from the grocery store. Yes. I'm getting her a bath bomb from the grocery store. It's a Kroger bath bomb that things, they're a buck 309 a piece and they smell pretty good most of the time. So, 
Uh, I'm going to let her know that that was all Eve helping me prioritize my day, got her hot wings for dinner and a bath bomb. You go ahead and take credit for that grocery store bath bomb. You can have that credit. (laughs) I I don't think that. I don't think I said that. I'm pretty sure I didn't say uh, bath bomb from the grocery store. That's all you, Marcus. That's you. Okay. All right. Well, Eve, thank you so much. I don't know what I would do without you. Uh Uh, Similarly, what would your employees do without you? Because now it's time for our favorite segment. It's laying down the law with Eve. What did you bring us this time? We've had five weeks to cook up a good one, and I'm really excited. You know, this is actually um, one of my my little soapboxes in my office, right, um, that I'm going to talk about today, and it's beneficiaries. I know nobody likes to talk about it. It's not a very fun topic, but naming your beneficiary is so important. Um, you can do it anytime. You can call one of us in the office. We can help you. You can even do it through yourself through the Paychecks app. You can add it in there, but we need the name, address, date of birth, and social security number of whoever you want to name as your beneficiary. So one of the great things that H&M does for all of the employees is provide a $20,000 life insurance policy for them at no cost to the employee. So every company driver has a $20,000 life insurance policy, but there has to be somebody to leave that policy to. We need somebody that we can give the money to in case something happens. And we never want to think about something happening. We never want to go there, but it does happen. And there have been several times where I've run into um, a driver that has passed and there's no beneficiary listed, or it's an old beneficiary and that person maybe has passed away or it's an ex-wife or an ex-girlfriend and the money is going to them and not the children or someone like that. So make sure it goes to somebody that you want it to go to, you choose. That way there's no fights in the family later either because that also can happen where we have family members who are arguing over who should be able to claim it um, and they're going to court and getting attorneys and, and all of that. It doesn't have to be like that. Let's just make it easier for your family. Name a beneficiary, name, address, date of birth, and social security number, um, and that's all we need. If you don't have anybody that you can name as your beneficiary, no family or anything like that, then let us know, and we can make some other arrangements. We can we can put some things into place um, that will still allow that to go where it needs to go in order to pay for expenses. So That's right. And in those cases, you just go ahead and put Marcus, it's M A R. C-U-S. I'm sorry. That's yeah. that, Don't do that. But uh, do but no, very important stuff because you mentioned it. And the, the key word here that you mentioned that I really want to drive the point home for is attorneys. Because yeah. if they sense that there's 20 grand out there with nobody's name on it, that somebody is rightfully owed, they will tie it up in litigation. They will spend all of that money right. just trying to figure it out. And that helps no one other than the attorney. Correct. Exactly. And, and there are other, I mean, there is also voluntary life insurance as well. I mean, that is just the minimum policy is the $20,000, but um, there are some drivers that, that have a significant amount of life insurance that they've elected, but again, it doesn't do any good unless we know who to give that money to in case something happens. So that's so important. Make sure it's the right person. Things change in your life. People change, you know, 
people um, people are people and they come and go and, and all of that. And we, we know that, but um, let's just make sure that we update those regularly and, and look at it and see who your beneficiary is. And if you have any questions about who your beneficiary is, call myself or Connie um, at the office. Her extension is 3423, mine's 3457. And we will be happy to look it up, see who your beneficiary is, if you've named one, um, and then make any changes that you need to. It's that simple. And this is why we bring her on every single month. It's always really good information, really juicy stuff. And we have sound effects, which makes the the segment just that much better in my mind. So, so, so good. Uh, make sure to list your beneficiaries and give Eve a call if you have any questions about that. Eve Essery, HR manager for H&M Trucking, Thank you so much. Again, uh, I, I just want to say for being such a gracious host and for everything you do for the podcast, we really appreciate you over here in little old Eugene, Oregon. Absolutely. Well, I just, I have a lot of fun and I have a lot of fun listening to you. And I, even I learn things on some of the episodes. So we appreciate that. And also that's a great hack today. I know our listeners can't really see you, um, but turn in, tune into YouTube so that they can check out this hat. Uh, it's a great hat. It's so nice. And uh, sorry for maybe starting an avalanche of people asking you where they can get one like it, because I did wear it all week last week. My uh, my fancy Snow White custom H&M New Era 950 hat. It's so nice. Um, yeah. And you could check it out on YouTube. Also check it out on the Facebook page. They're uh, doing some little uh, graphics with my face. I'll never understand that. I don't get why my face has to go there. If they could, Floating Marcus face. You can't go wrong. If they could cut me out and just do the hat, they'd probably sell a lot of them. <laughs> That's all the time we've got today, Eve. Have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you in about a month. Sounds great. Bye. Joining us today on the H&M Trucking Podcast is an old friend of ours from the Unplugged OTR days, and we're we're getting a, a little bit of nostalgia here these last couple weeks because we talked to Maria last week. We hadn't heard from her in 10 weeks. It's been even longer since we've heard from Shelly Bridger, safety specialist from H&M. Shelly, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. So... We're talking about managing hours today. And, uh, you know, I was on the phone with Steve over there and Steve told me, listen, if you want to talk about hours, Shelly Bridger is, I believe he called you the hour queen or the logbook queen, maybe. Uh, so here we are. Uh, first of all, I got to ask, how's things with Stan? Because you guys came on our Unplugged OTR uh, podcast and you told your love story and it was one of my favorite episodes. So how's Stan doing? How's the family? He is actually doing pretty good. Uh, he was off early yesterday. I kind of envied that because he got a nap in. But hey, <laughs> lucky. But, yeah, right. You know, with this new big office that uh, that James is building uh, for you guys over there at H and M, I was really surprised that there wasn't a nap pod included. <laughs> well, you'll have to talk to James about that. <laughs> I will. You bet. Yeah, you bet. I got a podcast to talk to him now. I get access to that guy every week that he's around. So I'll put the bug in his ear and see what I can do for you. But uh, <laughs> as we talk about managing hours here, Shelly, can you tell me about some of the common problems that might come up for drivers out on the road uh, with respect to managing their hours, having enough left to get where they need to go and so on? Some of the common problems that I see um, are hours of service violations. Um, 
anything can happen out there on the road. Uh, they can go over their 11. They can go over their 14. Uh, the biggest one that we worry about is them going over that eight-hour rest break. So that's the one of the biggest ones that we kind of coach them on because that's one of the ones we don't want to see because that goes against our CSA, kind of like a speeding ticket on a roadside inspection. So we always just make sure that, you know, hey, if you're going to go over on violations, just, you know, let us know. Let's get it documented. That way, if you guys do get stopped by a DOT scale, they'll actually be able to see that. And then they're not going to be harassing the driver because they have a legit note in there as to why what happened. Okay. Now, when you say going over on the eight-hour rest period, would that mean not resting for eight hours or resting for longer than eight hours? That would be their rest break, their 30-minute rest break. So an average driver can drive anywhere between five and seven hours before they have to take that 30-minute rest break before they'll gain a little bit of time on their clock. Okay. So that's the reason why we always give them at least a little leeway to, you know, they want to plan their day at the beginning so that at least they kind of have an idea of where they're going to stop. And they give themselves at least an hour that in case something happens, like let's say they're coming up to a truck stop that's maybe under construction and they have to go to the next one. Or if there's an accident in the road on the highway and it's closed or um, something like that where it's going to slow them down, that is the reason that we allow that time. Got it. So it's kind of a planning for unpredictable contingencies, if you will. You just never really know what's up on the road in front of you. And giving yourself a little bit of a buffer is a, is a good idea to keep those CSA scores up. Correct. And that goes with the 11 and the 14 as well. Okay. It's all about pre-planning. Now, I have to ask this, Shelly, because I always think about these things in the context of my own life. Are you an aggressive planner when it comes to your own life? Do you have a very rigid schedule? Or are you kind of a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants lady and, and take things as they come? Well, it depends on what you mean by that. It could be either or, depending on the day. I'm usually kind of early if I need to be somewhere. But I don't find myself aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Um, That's the best kind of person you could be. Show up early. I, I used to have a boss that told me if you're if you're not five minutes early, you're late. And I hated that. But you kind of apply it to everyday life. And all of a sudden you find out that you're not scrambling trying to get someplace when traffic or construction or an accident or any of these things that you're kind of talking about the truckers dealing with could could, you know, right. delay you even more. Right. Same with family gatherings. I always want to leave a little bit early so that in case something's closed down and we don't know about it. So, yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. It depends on who's at the family gathering. I'll need a detailed roster before I know if I'm going to show up late or early, <laughs> Shelly. <laughs> so with respect to safety, because you are a safety specialist, uh, when it comes to managing your hours and making sure that you're staying obviously within those uh, within those confines of the rules for your safe CSA scores and everything. Is there also a bit of, of the safety edge that comes into this where it's like the amount of time that you actually get to rest while you're out there on the road is really important because you need to be alert for those long hours that you're driving? Correct. So on an average, the driver is allowed a 10-hour break so that they can get that rest or they can take a 34-hour reset and they can get that rest as well. Um, some drivers will drive right up on the 70-hour recap, but they will take that 10-hour break to get that rest that they need. 
Got it. So let's uh, just hypothetically, I'm going to put myself in a situation here. I want you to tell me how to manage it. I'm, I'm out of hours uh, for the week. I'm going to take my 34 hour reset, but I'm, I'm at a receiver who doesn't have a place for me to park. What's, what's my game plan here? How do I get someplace safe to park and not, uh, not mess up my logbook and, and get those unsafe CSA scores? In a case like that, we'll allow our driver to use PC to get to a facility where there's a restroom. Likely it's going to be a truck stop that has food and facility for them. That way they can take their 34. They can even drive it to a rest area. And if they want to the next day without interrupting, they can use that PC to go to another truck stop that has facilities and they can also use it during a 34. They can use it if they want to go get groceries and stuff like that. So they are allowed to use that PC during that time frame. And just so I'm straight here, PC stands for personal conveyance, correct? Correct. Got it. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk here in a little bit to, uh, to Dale Cook, vice president of H&M. And he was the one that really put personal conveyance on my map uh, when I was visiting the offices of H&M there uh, recently, it seems like maybe some of the drivers might not know how versatile that personal conveyance actually is. Like maybe sometimes they think that they are stuck in a place when really they can use personal conveyance. I believe what Dale said is, is when I was there is as long as they're not advancing their business position. As long as they're not advancing themselves or going in the direction of a load, they can use it, but they can't exceed their 14 and we don't want them to go over their 70. So they they can use it in between there as long as they're not advancing their loads. Okay, perfect. Well, as always, uh, Shelly, you do a great job on here. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your time with us. And uh, don't worry, there's another Valentine's Day episode coming around the bend at some point in time. So expect <laughs> to see you and Stan back in here to talk about how great things have been over the past year um, as I said, if you haven't checked out that episode, it is in our episode feed. Scroll down to where you see Unplugged OTR, and uh, you will get to hear a story of uh, of love that happened around the trucking industry. Thank you so much, Shelly. Really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Joining us now on the H&M Trucking Podcast is Vice President of H&M Trucking, Dale Cook. Uh, excuse me, Executive Vice President, Dale Cook. Sorry about that, Dale. Uh, thanks for joining us today. How's everything over at H&M? Going great, sir. Going great. Today, we are talking about managing hours. And the reason that we're even having this episode is because of the conversation that I had with you uh, while I was out there in Omaha. And... Um, you got onto the topic during our conversation of personal conveyance, and that was very interesting to me. And I wanted to make sure and bring the drivers uh, just a little update on on personal conveyance and have you talk a little bit about how they can use personal conveyance to stay within the confines of what their hours allow them to do when they're out on the road. Yeah, I think our conversation started with something that, that, that stirred me when our grant, I guess, it was actually who said it in the conversation, which is, doing a 34 hour break and trying to sit in one spot for 34 hours and not move the truck. And then I was sort of flabbergasted and said, what do you mean? You can move. Uh, all you use is personal conveyance. As long as it's a personal activity, that driver is allowed to do anything he wants while he's on his 34 hour break, as long as he is not fatigued. So fatigued, you know, that standard, that's, that's some of those things in DOT regulations. What's fatigued 
or, or my favorite one is what's reasonable time and distance. Well, to a truck driver, reasonable time and distance might be a little further than a DOT officer or, a, or an auditor in your safety department. Yeah, okay? good point. So, so, so the driver is allowed um, all the time in the world to do those things as long as he's fully rested. In other words, he slept good the night before. Um, you know, he's on his 34-hour break and he's actually rested and not in a fatigue situation. He can go visit his cousin. He can go to the casino. He can go to the movies or um, to, to go out to eat or, you know, fishing or hunting or golfing. He can do all the same activities that you and I could do when we're home on the weekend. He's just taking a 34-hour break during that, that time. Um, so it's not a, it's not a situation where, the, where they're in jail uh, mm-hmm. or just locked in that truck. And I, I think that's a misnomer. Some of the drivers feel like they can't move. So, yeah, as long as you have a personal reason, the, the, the term personal conveyance, think of a conveyor belt. You know, it's just movement. Um, and it's for a personal reason, you're good to go. Um, it just needs to be annotated properly so that the officer can see that you were uh, going to do your laundry or going to take a shower or going to, you know, eat a steak someplace. That's the important part. Now, you also mentioned that uh, one thing that they can't do is is advance their business position. Um, let's say that the, uh, the receiver doesn't have a, a safe place to park. It's time to take the 34 and the driver wants to go have a steak and play a round of golf, but that steak and round of golf is 10 miles in the correct direction. Is that still okay yep. for them to do? It is okay for them to do as long as the reason for the move is personal. In other words, if I'm, um, I'm in Omaha and I'm loading in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I decide I want to go to, you know, I'm in downtown Omaha and I want to go to West Omaha as I head West towards Lincoln. I can go that direction to, to go out to eat or go see some friends or, or do whatever I want. And, and you're not advancing for business purposes. You're only advancing to do your laundry or advancing to uh, take a shower. You know, those are, those are legal. As long as, again, that, that term that the, the, that the FMCSA gives us, which is reasonable time and distance. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't drive, if I'm loading in Lincoln, I can't drive all the way to Lincoln and park next to the place and take my shower. That would be improving your business position. Got it. Now, do you have an example, uh, maybe Dale, that you could give us or even a hypothetical of, of when a driver has done this incorrectly? Sure. Um, driver, drivers try and use it. Uh, I'm going to use at the end of the day, they, they drive hard. You know, they've, they've, they've been held up along the way. Maybe they've only driven eight hours, but their 14 hour window of, of working is, is running out. And so they, they go to the, 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 the next available truck stop shortly before they run out of hours. They get there and that, there's no place to park. The facility is completely full. So what drivers do, they, they run under the impression that they can use it for safety reasons or um, what they, what they put down on their logbook is um, going to safe Haven. Okay. Which only applies to hazmat doesn't apply to safe parking. Anyway, what, when they do that, they, they run in violation because they're, they're saying that they're using it for personal reasons or for safety reasons. And that's not a legitimate safety reason. The only real legitimate safety reason they can do it for is if they're at a facility and are run out of their hours by the shipper or the receiver. And then they tell them that they can't stay there for safety reasons, which means they have to move along. Another one that that we do occasionally run into is a driver who sort of runs out of hours and then parks on the off ramp someplace. And then an officer comes along or it could be in some other parking lot where some safety manager or, or an officer of the law comes out and says, Hey, move it along, buddy. You can't stay here. In that case, they can notate that they've been asked to move for safety reasons, move down to the next available, not the most convenient, but the next available safe parking. So there are some, some areas where they can use it correctly. 
but what they sometimes do is they think they can use that anytime they've run out of time. Well, I'll just, rather than go over my hours of service, they think I'll use personal conveyance to move on down the road to find a, to find safe haven in their words. Got it. So it, it sounds like from time to time, maybe they think that, that the, the term safety, uh, as far as moving after your hours is, is kind of a catch all, but really it's not, it's very specific, uh, time and place to, to notate safety. Correct. And in, in, in the, in the regs, it sort of reads, you must be asked to move by a safety, or safety official or safety manager. So that's when you can use it for safety reasons. Okay, great. Well, this is all great stuff, Dale. I know you're busy. I'm going to give you the floor real quick. Is there anything else uh, having to do with personal conveyance uh, or managing hours that you'd like to put out there to the drivers before I let you go? Yeah, just, you know, guys, be safe out there. Use your hours appropriately. And we, we want to utilize all the hours we can. And we know that they're getting paid on that piecemeal by the mile. And sometimes that makes guys do silly things. But but remember that you could be driving next to somebody's wife or kid. So be safe. Run within your hours of service. You can, if you if you do it properly and, and dispatch does their job correctly, you can make a good living. So just be safe. Well, there you go. We've got all the best info right here on the H&M Trucking Podcast. That's Executive Vice President of H&M Trucking, Dale Cook. Uh, Dale, I want to say thanks for your time today, and also thanks for being such a great host when I was out there in Omaha. I uh, appreciate it, Marcus. Good to see you. Talk to you soon. All right, Dale. Thank you very much. Dale Cook. Great stuff there on managing your hours and making use of personal conveyance notation from Executive Vice President Dale Cook. What other trucking company out there has their own dedicated podcast where they get to actually talk to the executive VP of the company or the president of the company or our awesome HR manager, maybe our uh, safety specialist? How, How many other companies even have a damn driver advocate look? H&M is doing it right. That's the tall and the short of it. I'm a podcaster. I've listened to podcasts. That's what I do is I try to get better. I try to glean little things from other podcasts. There are some other trucking companies that have podcasts out there. And I'm not patting myself on the back here when I tell you, whew, sleep aid type stuff. If you're on a 34 and you need some help getting to sleep, Go and find any other dedicated trucking podcast out there that is done by a company for their company, and you'll get right to sleep. I know. I've tried it. Here at the H&M Trucking Podcast, that's the most important thing to us. Bring you the information, get you the interviews that you want to hear from the people that actually matter and can tell you what you need to know. If there is something that you want to know, it's important to know that you can interact with us uh, over on the H&M Trucking Facebook page. That's the easy place to to reach us. Uh, You're going to see posts advertising the podcast up there. Just comment on those posts. We're looking at them. We're constantly checking those posts. If there's something you want to know about, there's somebody you want to hear from, maybe you would like to be on our next driver profile, that's where you can contact us. Once again, head on over to the H&M Trucking Facebook page. And actually, every now and then, we're getting a driver that's sharing us on the H&M Family and Friends page as well. So uh, thank you so much for that. And just one last chance here for me to send my final thank yous to the H&M Family for playing such a great host. 
Uh, it was so cool to meet everybody. So cool to actually see people in person rather than just talk to them on the phone. We have a ton of ideas for a lot of cool stuff we're going to bring you with this podcast in the future. And it all came from sitting down across the table from some of these great people and learning about the company that you work for. Once again, uh, thank you. I will be back for sure, whether you want me or not. Next time, I might not even tell you that I'm coming. I might just show up and uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure Brittany over there in recruiting will hear me first and she'll probably run for the hills, take Eve with her. I can't blame him at all. It's been real. It's been fun. And as always, keep the shiny side up, drivers. You thought I was going to forget? Stay fresh, cheese bags! Thank you for listening to the H&M Trucking Podcast. Please leave a review, subscribe, and connect with Marcus over at the H&M Trucking social media channels. And if you're considering a job at H&M, find us at hmtrucking.com. Until next time, stay safe and ahead of the curve drivers.